This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I'm joined at the Birmingham Repertory Theatre by Angela Winter, who is in Playboy of the West Indies, which is a Birmingham rep from the 10th of June until the 2nd of July. Good afternoon, Angela. How are you today? Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. We have seen a preview of Playboy of the West Indies today, and it was a really wonderful thing to be able to see. How do you feel about being involved in this production? Well, me personally, it's um, it's like me going home, you know, going back to where yes. I come from. Not only as a Caribbean, as if I'm going back to the Caribbean, but just as me as a performer, because I started in Black Theatre, mm-hmm. which celebrated all things Caribbean, all things African, um, all different levels, serious things, you know, funny things. So for me... After having a career where you you know you go to several different kinds of you know, themes and mainstream and such, to just come back to my grassroots is an absolute gift. And the the songs that we heard uh, had a uh, got a slightly gospel element to them as well. Do you think um, the audience will have that feeling that they've heard gospel connected music when they're coming to the theatre? I think those. I think if you are listening for that you will hear that. That's why. Yeah. If you're listening for that, you will hear that. I think it is, like now they call it soca, but you know, yes. in the olden times it was calypso. Yes. And in the play, you know, we say, we, well, we don't, because it's a Trinidadian play mm-hmm. written by Mustafa Matura. Um, so it's not calypso, it's calypso. So it's a calypsonian yeah. musical comedy drama. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be in Birmingham uh, for this production where there's a, a large black audience available in the city around us? Listen, as there's no words to it. I just hope that the Caribbean community, but all the communities, mm-hmm. because, you know, when something is nice, you want to share it. Mm-hmm. So to, to share the vibrance of, you know, this production is going to be our joy you know when the music kicks in and when the characters kick in and you know the responses that we'll get that's going to be really really nice because it's going to be like a kick in the teeth to covid you know like yeah we're free we can laugh we can you know have fun because it's it's almost like a fairy tale it's like a a make-believe when you come you just get lost in the the stuff that's happening you know the the intrigue you know the naughtiness you know and all the rest of it, it's 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 not something that's going to leave you going out scratching your head. Oh, I didn't get that bit. Oh, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that. Oh, that's very deep meaning. It's not that deep. You're just going to come and have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's got quite a fun element to it. Yes. That's what I really enjoyed about yeah. it. And when I walked in and we saw that there was a rum, I, as soon as there was a rum bar <laughs> there, I was like, I found my it's place. It felt, I felt that connection to yeah. it as well. Do you think people will feel that instant connection to it like I did today? I think they will because a, a rum bar is the equivalent of a pub. So when you go to the pub, I'm sure the pub's got characters. Mm-hmm. Got, it's got, you know, you've got your junk. 
you know, you got the person who runs runs the business, whether it's good or bad. You you got your Peggy Mitchell, which we've we've got very mm-hmm. young Peggy Mitchell in our, <laughs> in our show, and we got a character who's you know my character is like quite mischievous and manipulative. All sorts of characters got sweet people, sour people, coward people, brave people. So I think whatever culture. Where, whichever culture you're going, you have those characters, but we're taking you to the Caribbean to meet those characters with the Caribbean flavor. So I think that all the characters are instantly recognizable. Now, of course, I recognize you as being Mrs. Patrick Truman from EastEnders. Crikey. So do you think that, um, I, I, and I was expecting, because Mrs. Patrick Truman was quite a, a loud person sometimes. Do you think... Did you find her? Yeah. I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always found, found her as a louder person, so I'd be very softly spoken here today. Oh, you mean just in a... No, yeah. that's right. That, oh, because she was all like this. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... That's, <laughs> that's her personality. Yeah. How does it feel to delve into those types of personalities when you're acting, and how does it feel to be on the stage versus uh, in shows on TV? Being an actor allows me to go to anywhere that my alter ego mm-hmm. or things that I would not behave. Oh, but I should take that back, right? Because if you know me personally, you'll know that I'm from naught to a hundred. But, you know, not on the road, just, you know, <laughs> in personal life. But in, and playing characters, mm-hmm. I enjoy playing parts that are very unlike myself. I have great difficulty playing very bland parts that suggest nothing or is too close to me. So the the further I can go mm-hmm. in I, either direction of my own natural self. Which is, and it's, that's a wonderful thing to be able to see as well. Because as I said, when, when you came in and when you were in the rehearsal room, I was like, but uh, Mrs. Patrick Truman is a big character and I find her a big character. <laughs> and obviously when you're playing in that, that's oh, why. Yeah. And then you're this polite person that I'm like. <laughs> so it's always, it's always wonderful to see the differences with people. And the yeah. fact that you're transforming so much for these characters is just wonderful. Um, have you performed on the Birmingham stage before? Yes, I was trying to remember which year it what was. It was. Uh, no, no, I know what it was. <laughs> what it was, was it? a wonderful production, but it was some years ago. It was A Christmas Carol. Yes. I don't know if it's 10 years, eight years, nine years, but it was A Christmas Carol. It was a Christmas show. And was that here? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was my, that was my last time. That first and last time here. This is my second time mm-hmm. working here, but because I've, I've done doctors a yes. few times. When we're out in Birmingham, we recognise people from doctors walking around a lot. Yeah. And then I start to wonder whether I recognise people from the TV or not, whether that I actually know them. And it creates that kind of... Community. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. interesting, particularly at the theatre, because when we're at press nights, you often see people from doctors who've been invited along to come and see the show. Do you think that some of the cast from doctors might come and see you in this? I hope so. I haven't told... Dex, yeah, ooh, I played his mother, mm-hmm. but I intend to. You know, when you're going into rehearsals, you just just rehearsal. I don't talk to anyone. I just go to rehearsal, do my lines, and as things start, you know, some people do sort of bookkeeping differently. Yes. They, they, you know, they're very, you know, they promote, but I can't, I, I've got to get my lines done, know what I'm going to be doing. Absolutely. Sort of oh, we're up here, you can come. So um, hopefully Dex will come, hopefully he'll tell the others. I was going to contact him the other day when I didn't think I was going to get any digs, but <laughs> I got my digs, so um, I'm going to be contacting him. So Brilliant. I do hope he will come. 
and some of the other lovely people at Doctors because they're nice people up there. Yes, very, they're always nice. really friendly as well, yeah, always doctors, so friendly. Angela, we can see this production at uh, Birmingham Repertory Theatre from the 10th of June until the 2nd of July. It's Playboy the West Indies. Check out the details at birmingham-rep.co.uk. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us about this today as well. This is Brum Radio. Brum Radio. Brum Radio. Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. I am joined by Jerome Stokes, who is uh, playing Ken in the Playboy of the West Indies, which is at Birmingham Rep from the 10th of June until the 2nd of July. I keep looking at these dates to make sure I'm saying them correctly. Uh, It's a brand new... Well, this is the thing. It's brand new, but... 100 years old at the same time. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Well, how's, that's, that's a weird position to be in. Yeah, yeah. So the original script of it, it was done in, I believe, in the 80s? Yes. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But the writer, Mustafa, he always had a dream of making it into a musical. Yes. And so, um, and yeah, so now this is the sort of fruition of that dream, you know, if, that, if that's the right word, maybe, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's the sort of, the dream has come true now. And Nick, the director... Uh, he also got Clement and Dominique to create this beautiful score and beautiful music to to add to the text already, you know. And a lot of the lyrics of the songs are from the original text and they just lifted it and made it musical. And so it's new in that sense. What can you tell us about your character within this production? Brilliant. So I play this character called Ken and he arrives at the village mysteriously Mm -hmm. you know and the village is a small village where everybody knows everybody and you know this is the way we do things but he arrives and no one knows anything about him but he's got this crazy story that he's telling about where he's come from Mm -hmm. and it just turns this village into a place of mayhem you know (laughs) yeah brilliant and had you when did you first see this project and know it was happening and say to yourself i'm going to be in that project it was the beginning of February, mm-hmm. and I got the breakdown for it, and uh, and I, you know my first audition was around the beginning of February, and at first I was you know I was excited about of course because I'm like this is my heritage West Indian you know, but then you know I, I got to see the material I got to hear some of the songs and it was just like this would be a dream to get into you know, um, but you know I didn't say to myself oh you know I've, I got this you know I just I just tried to prepare as much as I could. Um, and thankfully, they, they, they gave me the role, you know. Hearing a demonstration of the production uh, a little while ago today put huge smiles on our faces straight away. Was that what it did for yourself when you started to hear the um, songs and the words and the context of it? Absolutely, absolutely. Because a lot of the songs, because they're newly written, a lot of the songs we started to hear for the first time in the rehearsal room while we were learning it. And so, you know, and you can see every, the faces in the room, we just, our eyes lighting up because there's, there's certain rhythms mm-hmm. that we kind of grew up listening to, you know, in this sort of beautiful storytelling piece. Um, yeah, it, it, even to this day, you know, as I'm still listening and hearing other people sing, it still fills my heart with wonder, you know. I've asked the guys these question, uh, question like this before. How did you learn about black culture growing up and what sort of uh, theatre or productions did you seek out? Seek out, okay. So, so growing up, it was something that my parents, it would just be a part of our conversation, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
we would, we would, I went to a primary school where it was, the majority of us were black, you yes. know, so we even got it at school as mm-hmm. well, but at home as well, the food we ate, you know, talking about stories from back home, my grandma's, you know, mm-hmm. stories when she came to England, that would be a part of our culture, you know, and, and a part of our sort of just daily life. But my parents were wonderful because they would, they would, if it was movies, if it was like you said, theater shows, mm-hmm. they would take us to theater shows because, you know, of the, the heritage it displayed. You know, I'm trying to remember um, growing up, um, I never had the chance to watch Lion King, the stage production, but I always had the movie, you know, um, that I'm trying to remember, there was a lot, there was a lot. We, we had Valerie Bloom, who's a, a, a children's writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see her speaking at my school, actually, and uh, got to meet her as well, which was wonderful. My parents would take us to... I grew up in a place near Catford yes. in London. Yeah. And at the Catford Broadway Theatre, um, there was a lot of historical either shows or presentations that would go on. Mm-hmm. And my mum would make it you know, an absolute certainty that we go to and see oh this is what has happened this is what we've done sort of thing um yeah but even i still feel like i'm discovering it now you know really now you know i'm starting to see shows like small island and it's given me a richer sort of understanding of what my grandma went through Mm -hmm. and certain plays that are going on now because i feel like it's something that is continually um developing and you know, growing, you know, you know, what it means to be yeah, black or to experience it from a black point of view, you know? Uh, you were previously in the production of Dreamgirls in the West End. Yes. How does it feel coming from a big production in the West End to being in a city like Birmingham in a producing theatre here? One thing that really surprised me is that the amount of care that goes into the production is exactly the same Mm -hmm. you know I feel like I'm doing the same type of thing you know honestly and that's been something that's really struck me I thought wow you know um and the sort of attention to detail as well it's it's all there you know um um but one thing I think is uh really wonderful is that I feel like it doesn't feel like it's just another commercial show that you know everybody will come to see it feels like there's a there's a certain level of connection or an intention to really connect to the people who are going to come to see the show fantastic um i'm really excited to be coming to see this in a few weeks time Uh, and i'm sure the birmingham audience will love to see it after the preview that we've had uh what a fantastic thing to be able to come and see as well thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today about this my pleasure my absolute pleasure we can uh see this production of playboys of the west indies at birmingham repertory theater from the 10th of june until the 2nd of july check out birmingham-rep.co.uk and click on the what's on section there as well Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.